0: heavy hitters recap. I'm a half hour late for Nate. I pulled him 9. It's nine, almost 9.30. I'm just having trouble keeping up with the early bird as well as hooking up him in the mornings. I'm on the fly here so it's obviously not his fault. I'm not really giving him much time to prepare. I just try to get us to hook up. Anyways, wasting time. I'm going to hit the standings real quick. I'm going to hope that he responds to me in a minute and I can call him up we can talk about the trade deadline because that's why I wanted to sneak in a little double whammy. Uh, with a quick recap and then of course uh, talk about the trade deadline is coming up. So the big story, Slingbox upsets Green Balls. Now this creates a situation where for the first time we have a, a, a clear cut. Um, no ties for the top three spots. Raider Nates ten and one. I'm nine and two in second, and now goalie all alone is seven and four. Um, swizzle dropped a big one to goalie in the in the game of the week, so he's a six and five. And then Slingbox with the upset gets Green Balls a six and five. And then Fat Overrated, who drops to five and six, has another good week, but plays Raider Nate, and um, he's only a game out of fourth. So with you know he's got he has points to make up. There's no doubt about it. So, so he has an uphill battle, but you know he texted me earlier tonight. He said I'm going for it. So even coming off a loss at five and a, five and six again, he's only a game back of the two six and fives so who are battling for fourth. Who are tied for fourth right now, and looking at the points. Um, Green Bulls is still going to have points on Swizzle, but Green Balls has been on a big downhill slide for the last month. So this is getting, you know, interesting. Um, what that leaves us with is protege drops to four and seven, L Davis drops to four and seven, taking the house one, I believe. So he's three and eight and Slingbox goes to one and 10, but we talked about it on the last pod. And if you didn't you know, catch it or haven't been keeping up with the lead, you know, Slingbox is pretty much, unless he's gonna trade keeper for keepers, he's probably out of it for the big trade deadline stuff. Um, Unless he's gonna trade keepers for keepers, Danny's the same way. He's got feeling. I would say, as a piece. Other than that, he's trading keep. He's gonna be trading keepers for keepers for the most part, which isn't impossible, but you know, it's harder to do. L Davis keepers for keepers because he has Digs, and Digs is actually a seven. That's a good keeper. He's you know Jefferson's a, a good keeper. He's probably not gonna trade him. So, I really with the fat fan operated going for it, guys, I see protege here, and um, he uh. He's at four and seven and he hasn't made any of the deals yet. You know, um, I said in the pod, but again, Dylan Debo and, um, Dylan Debo, sorry, Dylan Debo. I know he has Daryl Henderson as his fourth. Who am I missing? The third. Oh, Thomas. So Dylan Debo, Thomas, um, Henderson. So. We'll see what he does. I mean, he's got I mean, Aaron Jones. He's is probably going to be cheap. Um, so with that said, you know, he's someone that people want. Keenan Allen's probably going to be maybe someone could use him. He's been hot. Um, Henderson's going to be tough. I know he wants him as a keeper. I don't think it's a good keeper. I mean, Akers is going to try to make a comeback. I mean, it's a fourth rounder. It's expensive. I mentioned this, but he's probably going to have some suitors. Um, or last week he shot me down. I guess he wants a bigger haul. But I want Nate to get on here because Nate... Um, joked, put in air quotes, I'm still skeptical, but he told me he was joking, but he may, he said I was too hard on this keeper. He said I went a little too far. And of course I was trying to throw the disclaimer out there. Like I'm clearly trying to sell my own guys. So I'm going to bash other guy it's just, it's, this is the platform I have. and I'm using it in a competitive spirit. So yeah, maybe I was overboard, Who knows? but. We can get on here. I was thinking we could do a little swap shop, right? So even if this, maybe this is a pod just for Protege, we'll put Protege pod pod in. And, and uh, I was gonna let Nate sell his guys unabated. I was gonna sell my guys, and then I was going to sell um, Green Balls and Swizzle, and the, uh, maybe goalie. I was gonna sell hit their guys for him. I'm not, you know, try to be fair here. Just, just lay all the cards out. Let's see what options Protege has to try to make something happen, if anything. Um, but if he holds on tight to Henderson, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think Jones will get moved, and maybe someone else like a Keenan Allen for for cheap, um, cheap. Uh, Devonte Freeman maybe could get a little bit of something. I I don't know. Um. So. Gosh, I don't have a pause in here, do I? Or do I have a pause? I'm gonna pause, see if Nate pops in, in the next couple minutes, and then I'll finish up this recap. All right. All right, guys. I'm picking it up here. I'm gonna go through. Uh, Myself, Green Balls, Swizzle, and Goalie. And I'm going to see if player comes on through here before I stop. And if not, I'll do him last. But I'm going to try to be balanced here. Try to, um, I said unabated, but I'm changing my mind. I'm going to try to show a little balance here. Because all keepers have a little, some flaws we can always make a case. But um, I'm going to start with Swizzle. So Swizzle, um, James Robinson's a 15. He's been really good. He's been hurt lately. He's been really good. The clear thing there is, you know, 18 was a first rounder. And so, I mean, there's clearly going to be some, you know, he's going to have a role next year. So how much deeper value he has, I think he's worth, depending on how it shakes out on the deadline, he's worth something, um, especially if it's in a package. And I don't know if, if that's the case, but he's there. I mean, obviously he has high upside, right? When he has a job, he's a monster. He's really good. CeeDee Lamb's a 10, very sexy name. Um, and I think, you know, CeeDee Lamb has done enough. I, I think it's rough, man. I look at the game by game, like... There's still an argument that Cooper is the 1A to his 1B. I think it's really just they're both 1As. Um, but his name's really sexy. He's had a few spike weeks at 27, 22. He 16. He's really good. I mean, there's not much to say there. He's a good value. He's a 10th rounder. He has one year left on that. So with him and Robinson, they both have a year left. So that's one on the downstroke. But on the upstroke, again, Robinson's good. Lamb's really good, too. He's very sexy. Um, I think his name holds a lot of value for the trade deadline. Mike Williams came back to life. So Mike Williams in his, with his late round, I think uh, 11, I think it was, um, he comes back to life at the perfect time. If he does want to move him. he's still WR8. Um, so if, if Sosa wants to move Williams, he can move Williams. um, You know, Deontay Johnson, I, I forget what round he is. I don't have it in front of me, but he's got some keeper value too. And, you know, he's a target monster and he seems to produce when he stays healthy and he's producing even with big Ben, he gets a lot of targets. Um, he's been okay. And what is he now? He's, he's, he's a top 20 receiver. Uh, those are the those are the big ones. I mean, you could, I mean, all of us. I'm, I don't mean to. I don't want. anyone to get upset. That I'm not mentioning all their keepers, but yeah. I mean, he could maybe move Mooney off a big game. I mean, there's little pieces, but I'm trying to hit the big ones. And for Swizzle, it's it's right now. I think it's C D Lamb, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, um, some James Robinson, if he wants to try to make a move. Um, you know, Swizzle's got this t- lineup that's tough because the the spots are technically filled, and it's harder to upgrade them, right? So if you have Elliott Robinson. Lamb, Mike Williams, Deontay already. What are you exactly trying to do, right? Like, if you if he does deal, do do deal, your protege, you know he might end up with let's say he gets an Aaron Jones or like um, Keenan Allen. Like, we can decide which you know you got to plug him in for Lamb or Williams, isn't that? You might look at that as a downgrade if you're Swizzle, and if you're Aaron Jones, I mean, depending on the matchup, Montgomerys are pretty good. You play him over Montgomery, so it's gonna be interesting uh, to see what Swizzle does. Because I mean, he's he's six and five now and. Again, you know, you're making a keeper move. You're trying to improve your team for the current year. And his his lineup is solid, you know. He needs Hopkins and Murray back. And that even makes it more complicated. So very interesting to see if Swizzle makes something happen. I also think Swizzle drives a pretty hard bargain. Um, The PTSD thing was a joke. But, like, in all seriousness, I think he's, you know, a lot Danny, I think he's going to want to put the screws to somebody. So I I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So good luck, Swizzle, on the trade deadline if you're going to make a move. Um, Good luck with that. Um goalie he made a big move already, right? He made that big move with 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 um, Al Davis. So Mixon Eckler don't have keeper value. Hill's a first rounder, McLaurin's a four, minimal keeper value at that level, I would think, but there there is something there. In fact, I think it's his best keeper piece. Um personally. Maybe maybe he sees Beckham again. I'm trying to be balanced here, guys. I know and they might have taken uh, joking, even joking Fence to like me bashing their guys, but I'm just calling it as I see it here. I mean, so maybe back in there next year at the Rams, hold some value. Gronk, I mean, okay, I mean, again, I I think uh, McClellan is a four, holds a little bit, Um, but again, he made his big deal for the trade keepers, and I don't see exactly how much he could do. But um, like I said, if Protesi tries to break up his pieces, you know, maybe there are some little, you know, dink and dunk deals that that could be done. Um, Okay. Vinnie Green Balls. So Vinnie Green Balls has, he has some really sexy pieces. Been talked about a lot. Jamar Chase is a 7. Um, Kyle Pitts is a 5. I mean, Kyle Pitts has not produced outside of a couple spike games. He's got an 18-point point, and a 16-point game, but I mean, that's two games all year. So is that enough to two corner, corner keeper value? I don't know. Maybe another dink and dump piece. Uh, Jamar Chase will hold value. Um, he's He's cooled off. And, you know, it's kind of coincided with his schedule getting a little tougher. Um, but he scored a touchdown last week. to kind of saved his week. Um, but, I mean, he, it's sexy, right, for a rookie to produce like he has. So, And I think Green Balls is in a good position uh, because he, at this point with, with Henry, that big piece that came out, he's kind of patching together his lineup right now. Uh, Patterson, Cordell Patterson, come back. So he's got some thinking to do because Chase is an every-week start. And, again, you always got to look at if I'm going to get multiple pieces back per keeper, can I, A, improve the guy I'm trading and get another piece? That's going to be an easy plug-and-play. And that's hard to do with, with Vinny's team a little bit, but I think it could be done because Jacobs has been quiet. Fournette, let's um, call Fournette, he's an 11th rounder, so he's a keeper. He's gotten quiet the last three weeks, but he's in a high-powered offense, and he's shown that he can produce if he holds out of that job. Will they draft a guy next next you know year? I don't know. Um, are they pleasing up to Fournette? You know, Brady's old, blah, blah, blah. But hey, there's also the chance that Brady's back for his 45th year season. And the offense is rolling. And Fournette, you know, has another good RB too. And, and therefore, 11th round is pretty solid. So I think Chase and Fournette are his big pieces. Pitts is kind of like, you know, a maybe. I think a throw-in maybe. I don't know if someone's going go to go for keepers. Um, outside of that, I don't see much keeper value. Um, so the Chase and, and Fournette pieces, I think, are the biggest ones. Uh, Adams is early. Metcalf can't be kept again as a four. This was two years in a row. Um, Jacobs was drafted a little later. I mean, I, again, he just hasn't been that good. Um, he said, oh, he, he had, this all, he, he's missed a few games. It's kind of skewed that. I'm looking at his numbers now. He's had four good games, you know. So maybe there's enough value there. But again, Fournette and Chase, the big pieces. The question is, can Vinny upgrade his team enough? Or does he, you know, know, dink and dunk? The dink and dunks are harder to predict. I'm kind of trying to look at the big fish here. Uh, Myself, um, trying to be balanced here. But um, I think Ramondre, you know, um, can he take the New England job? Clearly, we all watch enough football know that the New England job hasn't been that clear cut for several years now. Um, So that's, you know, it's not a sure keeper. But I do stand by the fact that he's the best talent they've had in running back since we played fantasy. Blunt would maybe the closest because he had the big year but just from a talent standpoint I think Stevenson's a dude but Harris is good too I mean if you watched last week's game you saw that so anyways he's someone I would move because it is a projected timeshare um, but if I can't move him I'm not going to give him up too cheap I mean he's with that offense as much as they run I think I could play him every week in the flex because again unlike the other teams I mentioned uh, goalie Swizzle and Green Balls I, I don't think um, and Nate of course I don't think I have um I don't have as much coverage in my lineup. Like I have more holes, you know, i started Emmanuel Sanders. He's bad. So I'm looking to move Stevenson. Um, I think also Trace Edmonds as an eight is a good throw in just a throw in. But of course we know the deal there. He's a, he's a, he's a lifelong timeshare. He's going to be a free agent on the upside. You can think maybe he goes somewhere. He has a bigger role or if he sends the Cardinals and has kind of like a low end RB two high end flex kind of value. Maybe that's worth at least throwing an eighth round in there. But you know it's not too sexy, um, with his timeshare. Um, and then I got two guys here, Marquise Brown. You know he missed the game this week, so now he's receiver thirteen. But mind you, he was a top ten receiver before this. He's quietly done it for whatever reason. Is I think it's maybe because of his stature. He's, just, you know, he's not as sexy. But since I dropped him last year, I swear he's just he was consistent. He's been consistently good. He's a twelfth rounder. He's cheap. Um, the you know if I'm trying to be balanced here, you know. People, fans of Twitter, loves Rashad Bateman. They think that he's going to be your 1A. I know Andy Cook still kind of subscribes to the whole, like, alpha thing. I personally think that, you know, multiple guys can be fed. Most teams can be multiple mouths nowadays with the passing offenses. But um, his stature is small. He's currently hurt. Um, the Ravens might go back to a run-heavier game plan next year when they get Dobbins and Edwards back. So, I mean, you know, it's not perfect. So that, that's the balance there, you know. Um, and then there's this guy... Um, you may have heard of him. He's actually the best receiver in all of fantasy football since week eight. Um, number one, I'm not talking about rookies. I'm talking about just number one, Elijah Moore got him on my bench. I'm going to, you know, if I can, I'm, at Stevenson and at, um, Elijah Moore now are going to be every week plays for me. So I'm going to try to move him. I want a big package out of protege. If he's changed his mind on my pieces at all, I'm going to try to make it happen. Um, that said, I mean, again, Elijah well, has been really hot, so it's easy to say he's the greatest keeper ever, but he's on the Jets. Um, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach um, Wilson. There's going to be questions at the quarterback. There's going to be questions about their offense in general. So I'm not making that like it's a perfect keeper, but he's someone I think that's that strengthens my package. Um, and we're all about strengthening our package as we enter our 40s, aspirin, thomas, and the testosterone supplements. but um, I didn't hear back from Nate, so I'll hit up Nate too. Again, he, he joked, I was too hard on his keeper. He said I went a little far, um, deadpan. He had me fooled. I thought he was seriously mad, but um, so sorry if I missed some stuff, Nate, here. Uh, I'm going to take the position of not my own. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, I'm not going to say, I mean, well, let me, just back, let me wipe it. Let me just start over. Maybe Raiders, Nate's team. Jalen Hurts, quarterback, um, 31 points. So. If so he's got keeper values, a late round, I gonna say 11, 12, 13. Um, it's not a bad idea to keep a, a quarterback in your back pocket, you know, for a keeper. It really helped me this year with Josh Allen. So, you know, Nate, can maybe Jalen hurts there in a, in a package. Um, he's got, uh, Waller is a seven who, who, again, it's nice when you go into the trade deadline, when your guys a big week, Waller had a big week. He didn't score a touchdown, but seven for 116, you know, he's worth it. He's worth a shot in a keeper package. And he does have, you know, Hawkinson. So Waller's a piece that he could move and maybe plug Hawkinson in. So there's something to be said there. Jonathan Taylor coming off a of fifty burger. Um, if Nate has the balls to trade Jonathan Taylor the way he's been playing, which is literally the best player in fantasy, um, more power to him. I think that would be the most alpha move in the history to because again to to get that kind of value back is gonna be it'd be a purely a block move. And if he's gonna move Taylor to block someone um, with what I'm seeing as the I don't, I don't think there's enough to even block. But hey, man, Nate's aggressive. He's having a great year, so let's see what he does. But Taylor is a third. He's got one year left. Um, I, I wish he could call because I think he would he would sell a few more of his guys. I, I, again, I'm not arguing he couldn't sell some more guys to keep her value. I, I think the big fish those hurts Taylor, um, and Cup. Cup is a five. Um. What's to be said there, I mean, if, if the pieces are in place, I mean, the Cup could very well be a, a monster keeper as a fifth rounder. I mean, he's WR1 and he's just, I think by a long shot still, I know he had, you know, by this week, so I don't know how that changes it, but points per game is probably still easily WR1. So he's got big value there if Cup is a five. I'm not going to go into detail. Um, Godwin might have, I don't know if he's, was he third, fourth round? Maybe there's, I don't know if there's any round value there. Um, Gallup's a free agent, so you know, he could sell that. Um, he goes somewhere as an alpha, you know. Um Elijah Mitchell, you know, I, I bang, banged bang on pretty hard um last week. So I'll just say if you listen, you already know the downside in my opinion. But the upside is uh explosive player, San Francisco running back. You know, there's a big upside there. So I mean, that that that's worthy of some keeper value too. Um I think that's about it. You know, he. Hawkinson, okay, I mean, again, another tight end he get throw in there, but uh, Big Fish, Hurts, Taylor, but but he's got options, you know. Again, there's all these teams have a lot of dink and dunk options. Um, whether someone can kind of get the whole shebang, um, we'll see what Protégé thinks, because, again, I'm kind of, this is the, the Protégé pod. Uh, I don't see much else happening, but I'll tell you what, I'm always surprised. I thought there was not going to be any big deals before last trade deadline, and there was. So hopefully you guys get to hear this. Um, the deadline's Wednesday. I'm going to double check, double check, double check here. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Um, trade deadline, looking it up. Just, please, where are you? Darn it. Um, okay, 11.24 at noon. So, to, Yep, so again, tomorrow's the biggest day. Um, the 23rd and going into the, and there's usually some in the morning too. So Tuesday and Wednesday morning, it's going to be hot. Probably guys are going to take their shot. Mostly protege. Um, and again, any other, I mean, there's other trades to be had too. they're not all keeper trades. It's just hard for me to look at those other ones right now. You guys are trying to get cute, but um, good luck. I hope there's some fun. I hope you guys have fun with it. Those of you who still are in talks, I just hope you guys have some fun with it. I know it can be annoying to some owners, but um, hopefully have some fun with it. And um, the next time I talk to the league here, I think, the uh, deadline will be passed, and we'll be at that stretch playoff run. Okay, guys. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Just a quick aside here. Everyone has paid. You're wondering about the deadbeats. They paid me, and uh, it's funny. Vinny Greenball's dad um, came by in person. Vinny Greenball's paid in cash in an envelope by in person. Only Vinny Greenball does it with that kind of style, right? Um, yeah, guys, have fun with the deadline, and. I will uh, talk to you. Oh, let me remind Here's a quick reminder if you're still listening. I don't... Okay, I guess it's too late. Never mind. I was going to say if you're going to make deals for guys who've already played, but it doesn't matter because everyone will be cleared by Wednesday. Okay, we're good. Okay, guys. Talk to you later. See you.